0: Hello, and welcome to Enneagram and Coffee, the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Case, and I am so happy to have coffee with you today. Today, we're discussing all things lines on the Enneagram. So if you've seen the Enneagram symbol before, or have looked closely at the graphic for this podcast, you will see that it's a circle with lines going through the middle. Each number has two lines going from it. One line is in the direction of stress, in the other of a I'm going to break it down for you in detail, but first, let's talk a little bit about HoneyBook. If you're a business owner that needs a simple way to send contracts, take payments, keep track of correspondence with clients and potential clients, send questionnaires, track your lead captures, and so much more, you're going to want to check out HoneyBook. This is the program that I use to take payments for speaking engagements, sponsorships, workshops. It's where I house my contracts, my questionnaires. It's everything, on the service-oriented side of my business. I'm obsessed, and they've given me a code to give you 50% off of your first year with Honeybuck. Just go to the link in the show notes and grab your free trial and 50% discount. You really cannot beat it. To make the situation sweeter, they have a concierge service that will help you set it all up so you don't even have to do it all manually. Make sure you take advantage of that because it is a game-changer. Now... Let's talk lines. Now, each number on the Enneagram moves to a different number in stress or rest. However, there are a few different ways that these lines have been taught in the past. The way I first learned this was as lines of integration and disintegration. However, I kind of immediately felt strange about that. I didn't really like the language, right? I don't like the idea of like, I disintegrate, and I just didn't feel like it was accurate for what I was experiencing or what I was noticing others experiencing. So my approach quickly shifted to the stress move being where you notice your stress, that those low-level behaviors of the number that you move to in stress are indicators that you are stressed out. You need some self-care. And then how do we prevent that stress? When you, like, what do you pull in in order to prevent or recover from that kind of level of stress? And then where are you when you feel safe to be there? When you feel open and vulnerable and comfortable, that's where you move to and rest. And then when I trained with integrative, they approached the lines as things that you can climb up to or slide down to, meaning you can intentionally access the high points or accidentally access the low points. This brought in the awareness for me that you can move to the low points of your your rest place, whereas a lot of places they talk about that move to your your integration as only going to the high levels of health of that number. But this training really brought in the idea for me that you can move to the low end of that number as well. And they described this as what it can look like when you become complacent. Now, in my latest training with the narrative school, Peter spoke of the stress line in a new way that I also really appreciated. He said, if you try to live out of this place, it's going to be very stressful for you. And I loved that language. And I think that that makes a lot of sense for both me and a lot of the people I've worked with. So this is kind of the information I've taken in, the approaches that I've learned and taught. So where does that leave me in understanding of the lines at this point? Number one is I believe you can create stress in your life by trying to live out of the space of your stress number. Like Peter mentioned, I really think that that's applicable. And I think that makes sense with the hundreds of people that I've worked with, with the Enneagram, it all adds up. I also believe the lower levels of our stress number can be great indicators that we are in need of self-care. So I'm going to speak for myself as a seven and say that when I try to live completely as a one, you know, really try and, and show up every single day the same, really have like routine and structure in my life, trying to be really extremely detail-oriented and precise, that stresses me out. It's also, when I come from a place of judgmentalism, perfectionalism, I, I feel critical of other things and other people, it's a really good indicator that I've been neglecting myself. Now, I also believe that your rest number shows up when you feel safe and relaxed. For example, as a seven, I moved to five in a rest. So I am I like, really, really show up like a five on vacation, you guys. I really want to be alone. I just want to read and write and think and research and learn and observe. I don't want to be the center of attention. I really want to be um, in that observational space. I also believe it can show up when you're feeling complacent or self-protective. I call this hermit, Sarah Jane, where I kind of close out the world in protection of my energy and my space and don't let other people in uh, and potentially release people who feel invasive for me, that can sometimes be a great thing, and sometimes it's a little bit too on guard and isn't ultimately serving me in the long run. So how do we use these intentionally? I would typically run through what I think each type may look like. However, I think this particular practice is much more powerful if you can really study the number yourself that you're connected to and see what feels true for you. It can look different for everyone, so I will run through what I consider, what to consider, and I encourage you to read the numbers that your type goes to and stress and rest for yourself. A really great website for type descriptions is enneagraminstitute.com, and I don't necessarily encourage you to read up on the line move on your number, but really read the number that you go to in rest or in stress and see what resonates and what i want you to notice is what it's like for you when you're in a moment of deep stress and you just are in some really intense need of self-care that you've been neglected and you need to look inward and take care of yourself what does that look like can you see that stress move in that moment notice when you're stressing yourself out by trying to be something else when you're trying to act like a different number see where you can relax a little bit into yourself and then intentionally choose behaviors that help you to reach your rest state. So how can you look at the healthiest aspect of your rest number and really intentionally bring that in? Can you get, um, you know, as a seven, can I get moderated time by myself? Can I manage my energy levels intentionally can I, you know, learn something new, invest in education, things like that, that really do bring a deep sense of rest for me. Again, I want to encourage you to notice what this may look like for you individually. Really explore what this can be for you. That's way more powerful and helpful than, we, than me listing out what I think it might be for you based off of my understanding of the map. Instead, use your understanding of self to apply the language of the Enneagram. Okay. I know this is a short one, you guys. Some people ha- recently have requested longer episodes, and I'm super open to that. I would love to have longer conversations with you guys. I would be interested to hear what topics you want me to speak on um, a little bit more in depth. Let's have that conversation as well. So, don't ever forget that you can always email me at hello at enneagramandcoffee.com with podcast questions or suggestions. Um, that you have. And until next time, if you have a few seconds, why don't you go ahead, pop over, leave a rating and review in iTunes. It is kind of the way that we grow a podcast and get new listeners. It's pretty big deal for us podcasters. If you have a second, it would mean the world to me. Thank you guys so much for being here and I will see you in the next episode.